Hi, beautiful people, and welcome to the Mojo Mecca podcast, a hub for the exploration of ritual, poetry, plants, and purpose. We are here for the deepening of our relationship to the earth, for the love of living in a sustainable way, for the creation of a global network of minxes seeking more mojo, for vulnerability, for thriving, and for joy. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful. Now let's dive into today's conversation. In this conversation, I'm speaking to one of my closest friends, Eric Joseph, the founder and director of an incredible lifestyle platform called CB Now. CB Now is an app featuring hundreds of beautiful classes encompassing the practices of yoga, meditation, food, ritual, tantra, and so much more. There's so much to choose from there, and you can stream it from wherever you are. So in this conversation, we explore Eric's dedication to his daily practice and how it served him for years and supported his transition from the jungles of Bali to the concrete jungle that's New York. So we also speak about the bridge between spiritual communities and the inverted commas real world and how it's all one and the same really. We dive into the impact one's daily practice and rituals can have on the way they interact with people and develop relationships and how we ought to stop thinking that we can save the world and really just start saving ourselves every day in all of the ways that we can. So I hope you enjoy this conversation and welcome in the first man to the Mojo Maker podcast. So exciting. Enjoy. Well, Firstly, thank you for having me. I'm so honored, Chloe, to be a part of this and to connect with, yeah, what's true right now, which is, you know, for me, being here in New York City after living in Ubud, Bali, where we met, has been a big journey, a big sort of like end of one cycle. If you know the book, The Hero's Journey, we know that there's these cycles and at the end of the cycle, there's the return. So I really feel like what this has been for me has been the return. Um, for any of your listeners who don't know Joseph Campbell's work, you should really check it out. But, you know, the story of my sort of upbringing and, and leaving home and working for myself and then coming to this realization that what was sort of being patterned out for me and for so many people, just wasn't making sense. I remember looking at the biggest check I ever got um, working in my sales career, and I remember feeling nothing, like no emotion. And that was a bit a pivotal moment as I had been doing yoga and meditation for several years at that point, and it was really just sort of this realization that that wasn't for me. And so there... There was sort of like the moment, I think everybody has this moment um, at some point or another. And actually, I, I met this guy while traveling who called it the nudge. And so the nudge is this moment where we feel we're being pushed in a direction. And we're either listening to the call or we're not. And so that was the call for me. Some people get maybe an injury or a near-death experience. Um, for me, it was this moment of everything I had been working for was somebody else's story. It was not mine. Um, so I feel fortunate that I didn't have to go through um, literal hell to get there. 
but I think that's what I care, care to share at this moment because that's really true for me being here in New York and coming to this realization also that I don't have to be attached to, you know, living in a spiritual community or living in this sort of like spiritual bubble. Like I can actually go anywhere and still be myself. Um, so that's really sort of the, the return, the end of this, this cycle at least for me in this moment. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I would love for you to explore more of that sort of realization and that process that you've been in in the last few years. I mean, we met in Bali and yeah, like you were saying, it's just really being, a, like work really is in being able to take all of those spiritual practices and ideas and ways of being into situations that aren't as, you know, maybe supportive of that way of thinking or, um, and I feel like, and what I see from you and feel from you is you just have such a beautiful balance between those worlds. And it's been a big part of your work is bridging those worlds together and, and also sharing them, of course, through your platform CB now, but I'd love for you to speak to that process and how that's been for you to really, um, yeah. Cause you went from one extreme to the other, really. <laughs> Total extreme. Yeah. Yeah. The whole experience of <clears throat> taking this idea of being in conscious community and being in real world community community. And I say that with quotes around it is I think one of the most important things we can do if we're being called to sort of share and, and learn and share. Um, because if, if we just keep these practices to ourselves, we're not really doing the full duty. And, um, you know, I think it's really important to continue to also do that practice ourselves and really live it. So I've done that and, and I've, I've really um, had to work towards it because there's so many moments, so many days you wake up and you don't want to do the practice. You don't want to do what you, you know, know is going to make you feel good. And I think that's a, a big self-love thing. And this, this word, these words self-love, I think is a big um, part of my story. And I know a lot of people are catching on to this idea. And, you know, I actually just sent an email out to all of the CB now subscribers um, talking about just this. And it was coming from our new emergent series from uh, Jenna, who we filmed here in New York. And she had this whole episode about self-love. So if any of your listeners, your followers are out there um, diving into this realm of self-love with you, I'm sure they understand you know, how, how important and um, necessary it is to cultivate those practices every day. You know, so for me, that's been stillness, you know, meditation, stillness, finding that um, in each moment um, throughout the day is very difficult. But if I, can, if I can find just a few moments for myself, like maybe 20 minutes or 10 minutes before the day starts, I've really noticed the difference. Um, so that's one thing that's been helping me build the bridge or, you know, keep the bridge um, growing is doing the practice every day. And it makes life in New York much more doable, I would say. Why did you choose New York? I'm curious. What is it about New York that, that drew you in? I think New York chose me. I, I got a call to come here and film from our friend Alex um, in Byron Bay, who um, is the founder of the Byron Spirit Fest. He's also a New Yorker. And 
he called me up and invited me to film this festival is this yoga festival in East Hampton. And there was just something about this place that really drew me in. And I really felt like if I was to be doing what I came here to do, which is you know, spread the message of this practice through the platform uh, currently called CB now um, it, it's evolving. I'll save that for another call. Maybe <laughs> I, what happened was, you know, New York just called me and I think people get a, a call to a place like this because, you know, let's be honest, New York is, it's, excuse my language, it's a fun shithole. It really is. Like, it's not like the most beautiful, like, um, place on every place, you know, like it's definitely got this grit and grime and grunginess to it, but actually you grow to love it because you realize it's part of like the oil, the grease that makes this place turn. And everybody's just really here, I think, uh, thriving at their at their most optimal in their own way even if that's like just the most crazy thing you've ever seen you're never like the craziest person on the street and that's kind of what i love about it um so there's many reasons but i think new york really called me i don't think new york is a place you just oh yeah you throw in a dart on a map and new york seems like this wonderful gem you know bali feels like that bali feels like whoa i just want to stay here but you know the story with Bali. Sometimes you get spit out. Yeah. But see, New York's the same way. You either either stay here and you do what you got to do to stay, otherwise, or you get the boot. So hopefully, I'm going to do some right, some things right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you definitely are. I see just monumental steps being taken in. You know, the creation of CB now. And I remember, yeah, talking to you about it when it was first in its um infant stages in bali and so it's so beautiful to watch the evolution and progression of it and um i would love to speak to you about because i've had this conversation in the past with a couple of people recently and it may it's really fascinating for me because i feel with my project the mojo mecca like it is its own entity and like the I want to talk to you about the initial vision for CB Now and how that came through to you and how you got the New York streets. Oh, yeah. New York streets. So fun. <laughs> but um, I think you get what I mean. Just, just how that, um, how it all kind of unraveled for you from the, like, the initial vision of it. I'd love for you to share anything about that story and how that intention still kind of carries you through now even though it's shifted so much. Yeah. Well, for anyone who's been sort of like in a spot where they felt like they were spinning their wheels, which is certainly where I was and looking, being open to whatever needed to come next, I would recommend taking some time by yourself. And that's exactly what I did. So I was in Bali. I was looking, being open to the next greatest thing whatever that was I mean it was you know I was like okay universe do you want me to work with kids I'm so down to work with kids do you want me to work with the earth like I'll put my hands in the in the dirt like I'm down and none of that stuff was flowing and then this whole idea of doing stuff with video really started to take shape I had been shooting videos uh, for years in music um, but I didn't know where it was going to lead me um, and then I just took myself out of that bubble that environment and and went by myself into nature 
I spent several days in the water, several days in on the mountain. And then I came back and I felt much more clear and much more open and available to, to different ideas. And I was on the massage table at this place in Ubud that's probably famous to people that go there called Star Child. And the whole vision came through very, very clearly. The name of it, what it was going to look like, the whole intention. And it still uh, rings true to this day. And it feels good to be able to follow through on something, um, especially now when we're all very distracted. So I, I've always been that kind of person where I sort of set my mind to it. I'm a Scorpio. You know the Scorpios. We like get into something. We like go for it. <laughs> so <laughs> I followed, you know, what was being given to me and just really tried to listen, not force it. And I've not, never tried to force anything with this project. Um, so those would be my sort of like main tips or recommendations to anybody that's out there like sort of looking for the next thing or being open to the next thing is just really take some time by yourself, get into nature and um, see what comes through. And if it does come through and it feels good and it really feels good, like really follow through. Because there were so many moments, Chloe, as you know, like I was in the jungle by myself in Bali like, what the hell am I doing here? You know, like, is this project going to work? So many doubtful moments. I've had moments in New York like that. I mean, I'm by no means out of the woods. And I probably never will be. I mean, the project's always going to keep evolving, just like Mojo Mecca. Um, but you have to trust. We have to trust. And so I'm really just trying to listen and trust and, and keep following through and get up every day and do the practice and see what happens next. Yeah. Yeah, I think we share just that incredible love of media and of what it's creating in the world um, in terms of this, I guess you could call it spirituality movement or consciousness movement. Um, it just really allows, and you know, like it just really allows everything to just be received globally. And you don't know, you yeah. know, how many hearts you can touch with the content that you're creating. So... I love everything that you do and you're so talented. I would love for you to share um, for people who maybe haven't experienced CV now before, just what it is and what your intention with it is. Yeah, the intention very simply is to connect you, anybody to mind, body and self. So, you know, those three sort of areas of our life, our body, pervade everything that we do so we have senses that take in the external world of course and we have our conscious consciousness or subconscious as modern psychology likes to label it um, that helps us understand everything else including our place in this world and you know since the beginning of time people have been trying to answer you know these questions where do i come from and what happens after i die i'm not seeking to answer those questions i'm seeking to help find a path towards understanding what true connection to yourself looks and feels like and um, have that done through experience so simply we're trying to connect you to mind body self we've got a web tool and an app that help you do that and there's probably close to 350 different practices on the app right now from over 30 32 presenters from all over the world 
including Tina from Australia and so many people from the Bali community. We've had um, seven series that we filmed in New York City, um, five of which are up on the app now. We've got another one coming up from next week called Rituals for Connection, which you would love, um, by Alexander Roxo from LA. Um, so I just really get passionate and excited, just like you do, about meeting super high vibrational people and creating content with them. And we've done that through, yeah, this medium of video. And we're currently sort of retooling and rebranding the app into, I'm not going to share the name quite here yet. I'm, I'll share it with you, but I, I, we're still working on it and it's looking beautiful, but it's going to turn into this very cool game-like experience where you're earning points and you're unlocking new puzzles and you're doing the practice on, along the way. And I think it's going to be the first of its kind to really sort of get everybody connected to mind, body, self. Same mission, just in a really, really more fun, interactive way. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited, super stoked. Um, continuing to create content here in New York feels great. And, yeah, anything we can do to, I think, do the practice um, on a daily basis, which includes five minutes with, a, with an app, I think is worth our time. And, you know... If, if people get a little bit more connected to themselves because of this, these tools, then it's mission mission accomplished. Um, so that's the, that's the intention. That's the mission. Yeah. Amazing. Um, are there any, is there any feedback that you've gotten that's really stood out and, um, in terms of like having a huge impact on someone's life? Yeah, we get emails all the time telling, ha having people tell us how they're feeling and how their experiences have shifted um, the way they really view the world. And I would say mostly that has to do with finding a space of um, this thing I'm talking about, this self-love thing. You know, the people are very excited about it, but it's like, what is that really? Well, it's an experience. You know, and I think once you, once you see and feel and experience um, the practice on a daily basis, or even like, let's say a two to three times weekly basis, you notice the shift. I had that shift very clearly. I remember I was 25, 26, um, going out a few nights a week, work hard, play hard, kind of mentality towards life. And I started doing the, the practice. I started doing yoga and I started um, staying in on Friday nights, I started getting up earlier on Saturday mornings, and that was just a that was just one night, and that eventually you know turned into like every night wanting to feel that good or every day wanting to feel that good, and I know people that are using the app and using the website are getting that experience more and more because I actually think it's in intimidating sometimes to go into a yoga class if you've never been in there before. Um, so this is a great place to start for beginners, even advanced practitioners can really, really deepen. We've got like five or six really, really advanced series on the, on the, on the app. So I do think it has something for everybody. Um, is, is it, you know, the only thing that people need to be doing? No, there's so much more. Um, walking barefoot on the earth. That's a great one. Staring at the, you know, the, the sunset. That's another one. Um, you know, connecting with nature for sure, going to the yoga studio, community, so important to just be out there connecting with people. Um, there's lots of tools, lots of rituals, going on Mojo Mecca, <laughs> eating with the gratitude bowls, 
playing with Chloe, doing the practice. Yeah, with whoever makes you feel good. Um, that's that's like my that's like my mo. So, you know, whoever makes you feel good, go with that. Yeah, and and stick with it. I think consistency is definitely the key. Mm-hmm. So, what are your daily rituals that you do to keep you feeling connected in the city? Well, like I said, the ritual for stillness practice, meditation practice, first thing when I wake up, is the most important. I've recently been using, and you can write this down, binaural beats or binaural um, music. So, if you type this into Spotify, you can find a bunch of stuff. SoundCloud. Um, if you live in a busy place like I do, um, you can use these soundscapes to completely negate all the sound around you, including loud, crazy trucks. Um, and he, we're even building a sound sort of healing series on CB. Now, we have a sound, sound healing series, series, but we're building another one to do just what I'm talking about. So that's been one of my big rituals has been put the headphones on, like delete the sound from my external environment, which includes the street, um, the New York city streets and drop in. And I practice Vipassana meditation, which is a stillness practice that involves um, observing the breath. Um, but there's so many different types of meditation out there. I started out with Zen Buddhist meditation, which is a concentration meditation. So this basically involves um, using the breath and counting. So I would say those two places are a great place to start if you do have a chance or an opportunity to do a Vipassana meditation. This has been one of the most mind-blowing tools I've ever discovered. Um, it's 10 days. It's out in a beautiful place. There's tons of places in Australia, America, Europe, all over the world where you can sit for 10 days. Have you done a Vipassana, Chloe? I have not. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure when it calls. Very soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are my main tools. You know, I would say yoga is definitely important, but I know yoga is not for everybody, but I would say stillness and breath awareness practice are the, for me, the non-negotiables. I have to do those. Otherwise I feel out of sorts. Um, and that feels good. That feels good. That works. I mean, that's very effective for me in New York city. And again, if we dedicate ourselves to something like this, I think we all end up seeing results. Mm-hmm. My other rituals, uh, kale smoothies, <laughs> get the greens, get them greens. You know about the greens oh, for sure. Daily. Yep. Daily. I do coconut milk, um, bee pollen, which is not vegan. Is it? It's not vegan again. No, well, <laughs> we don't really care about that label anyway. <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, I'm moving more towards plant-based. I've really been um, moving in this direction of you know, trying to keep as much living food on my plate as possible. I think that's really important. Um, I can feel the difference. I definitely feel the shift. So yeah, eat, eating, eating obviously is, is a huge part of what we're doing to... Um, make our body feel good and eating less. I'm not eating huge meals anymore. Um, I'm trying to eat more like five times a day, sort of just light snack type things. Yeah. 
And yeah, less is more for sure. Less is definitely more. Um, I noticed the difference between, you know, when I used to eat huge meals and like want to be tired and pass out to doing smaller meals and, and having energy throughout the day. So those are two big ones for me right now. Mm-hmm. Stillness, meditation, and, and moving towards plant-based. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. Yeah, just to touch on what you were saying before about um, you know meditation not being for everybody. And I feel like what I've seen you do through CB Now is just provide so many different options for people depending on what mood they're in or what type of person they are. You know, you've got so mm. many different types of practices that they can dive into every day so yeah and i'm sure it's just going to keep expanding and (laughs) keep being more diverse but yeah i think that's that's beautiful i mean really the the breath that that's the most important thing if there's if there's a way to connect with the breath and people get this through running people get this through didn't you even you use the the analogy like you can do it through boxing like whatever it was i I feel like you said that on one of our interviews sure yeah. It's true, you know, I mean, but I really think it comes down to the breath, you know, the, the lifeblood, the life force, um, you know, moving everything is, is the breath. And if we can bring our attention to one point on the body through the breath, um, really coming into that space of, you know, this word mindfulness has, you know, been overused quite a bit. But I think that's the essence of what it is, is finding a connection through the breath, you know, breathing in, breathing out sounds simple enough, but if we can really just like even do that, I think six times is, is what's been scientifically shown. And again, science is catching up to the, to the philosophy six times of of breath awareness. We change the neural pathways in our brain and we change the uh, neuroplasticity in our brains. And we also change the the uh, nervous system on its um, in, entirely so we find that um, doing the breath awareness practice whether it is meditation or not um, is really what I think stands out as the most important thing um, and again however you get there um, there's so many ways to get there but I think that's the the essence of the mindfulness practice yeah amazing and how have you seen the relationships in your life shift since being in a more, I guess, mindful present and, you know, you're dedicated to your practice. How have you seen that have impact in the way that you relate to other people in your life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the vibe attracts the tribe, doesn't it? I think so much of who I connect with now is a reflection of, of who I am and, you know, vice versa. You know, those people become more of the type of people that you end up wanting to be around and less of the type of people who maybe try to, you know, take something from you. Um, when you are cultivating that, that sense of, of self, that sense of self love, um, I think people respond very well to that. And I found that here in New York. It's been amazing. I've, I've been able to find tribe here. And man, it's growing and it's strong. And there's huge amounts of people here that are just like really so full of love and not getting bogged down by the fear story of, you know, what's put out there in the media. 
and what's put out there by you know so many other outlets for entertainment, um, which is unfortunate you know, that it is that way. But it is that way for a reason. And I think we, you know we're all being called to make this choice. So in terms of the people that are surround me, I, you know the most poignant example I could I could give is my partner Itomi, who I met under a tree in this park I'm sitting at right now. Oh, you're at the uh, park. Wow. I'm at the park. I'm at McCarran Park. It's 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 ten at night, but um, yeah, we met on a beautiful sunny summer afternoon. I just saw her like as I was scooting by, and I was just like, da, 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 da. like I just went like completely like blank in my head. I was like, what is that? Who who is that? And <laughs> I didn't even see her. She was just behind the tree, and I could just I could, but I could feel something over there. And I just needed to walk over. I literally had no idea who I was walking over to see. I couldn't see her. And I just walked over and I said, hey. Uh, and she just gave me the biggest smile, like, hey, like, ever. And it made me so comfortable. And I made her so comfortable. And within three minutes, we, we were really just giving each other this real sense of, like, hey, I can talk to this person. You know? And I think when you're doing the practice every day or, you know, at least, again, if few times a week people notice that change and there's an openness um i notice this on the subway too you know when i'm standing next to people and everybody's sort of frustrated and stressed out i take like a deep breath and somehow the person next to me seems to get more comfortable somehow the person like next to her seems in like it has this like ripple effect so you can absolutely shift the world around you with taking one deep breath with you know, being the kind of person who, you know, has compassion for others and seeks not to judge others for how they look or what they wear or what they do. Uh, that's been my big thing from my Vipassana this year. How close can I get to non-judgment? Like even the slightest bit, even a, I, I fancy myself like this very open person, but I notice these judgments come up like, oh, there it is. Oh, wow. I just had this judgment about this guy running in front of me right now because I don't think people should be running on the streets or on the, on the sidewalks. I'm like, dude, get on the street. And I noticed things, things come up and it's like, okay, he's there. Can I have a little bit, you know, a bit, a bit of compassion for that person. Mm-hmm. And that's been my, one of my big practices uh, this year. And that's been one of the things I've also noticed helps really shift um, those around you, including, Lovers, including friends, uh, space of non-judgment, space of compassion, space of love. Mm-hmm. So what have been some of the biggest lessons that you've learned in, in now being in this beautiful relationship you're in? Well, a really, really big one um, that just sort of went off as a big light bulb for me was, you know, don't be the hero all the time. You don't have to be the hero. You don't have to fix anything. You don't you definitely don't have to fix anybody. My partner is very open on her YouTube channel about her um, anxiety and her depression um, that she's doing so much better with, by the way. She's doing so much better with. Um, and when it started, and we first started um, being together, I had this, this need, this urge to want to fix it and want to be the hero and be like, okay, well, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And like, that's just not necessary. It's really more important to listen 
and just not even not even nod my head, not even like um, like agree or disagree, but just like really listen. And that's been the biggest teacher for me. And she's been such a huge teacher for me, not only for this, but just like her presence. She's incredibly, she has this amazing ability to just be so disarming around people. People are so comfortable with her. Everybody that meets her wants to be her best friend. You know, because she's I want to be socially, her best friend. Yeah, I mean, really, she's just got this ability to do that. And um, I'm happy to, you know, I'm honored to be her best friend, actually. We, we say that to each other all the time. Like, I'm honored you know, to really be her best friend. And I think a big part of being someone's best friend is really just listening to them, you know, and, and with her, like, man, I don't judge her when she's got like a craving for a vegan milkshake. Like, dude, get the milkshake. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to stop you. I'm not going to judge you. for. We laugh about it. She's like, you don't judge me. I'm like, no, I got you. Like, it's all good. Um, so that's been a big one for us is like, not trying to fix anything or anyone certainly not trying to change anyone you know i don't want her to change i know she's going to change on her own that's inevitable um but she's been a big big teacher i know we both have have shown each other a lot of things and also um received a lot from each other so it's really symbiotic in that way especially when you listen a lot Mm. yeah i definitely resonate with that whole process yeah, I feel like it's so easy to do when you're in an intimate relationship to just because you obviously see them so much and you see so much in them that, you know, you're often like projecting what you would like them to change instead of just allowing them to be in their own mm. timeline with it. And, and yeah, and then you can get pulled in also to, you know, their various processes that they're going through instead of just like you said just you know listening being there but not being right you know deeply invested in it because you know we are so even when we're in an intimate partnership with someone and you're really committed to that it's like that they're still just so we can never really wholly know anyone everyone's so Mm. and we don't know you know the tapestry that they're they're weaving for their life and what they really need to experience and learn so yeah i really resonate with that yeah i mean we're we're the creators of of our own story our own movie our own universe i mean we're how could it be in any other way at the end of the night i close my eyes it's just me you're right no matter who you're with you're never going to be that person you're never going to know what it really feels like so to get caught up in their story or to project yours onto them is never really serving either person's highest good. You know, it really is the most important thing to love yourself and, and to take care of yourself first so you can take care of other people. And that's what we both try to do. And, and I've seen her grow so much in such a short period of time. I've grown so much in a short period of time because I think we both understand that. And I'm grateful to her for understanding that even at, you know, her ripe, tender age of 20 which is you know been for us just like it's so not an issue at all like the age thing has not i'm 36 um not really come up at all you know on a soul level we both really see each other and that's been so beautiful to acknowledge but an experiential level of course we're different um and that's another thing that's really helped like just accept that this person's like had different experiences whether they're long or short you know, they shape who we are and we're here now for these reasons. Um, so I'm not trying to, you know, tell her to forget her past or, 
um, stop thinking about the future. You know, I just want to be as present as I can be with her and, you know, have her do the same with me and um, not expect too much, you know, and really not try to put expectations that lead to disappointments on each other um, and accept that change will always be there. Change will always be happening, but we can't force it. I'm excited to see you guys together in the flesh at some point. I don't know when that's going to be. But <laughs> You're invited to New York. You're invited back to New York, Chloe. <sighs> yeah. I'm in study mm -hmm. mode this year. I'm being like responsible in the world, but after this year. <laughs> yes. Well, maybe Bali. We'll see what happens. We're going to Peru next year. <gasps> Ooh, maybe we can meet there. Yeah, we're going to be in Peru by around Feb. So if that's in your flow. That actually love to has see been my flow. That's been in my mind to be there by January. We would love to see you in, in Peru. Oh, we're going to do Mexico, Guatemala, and Peru in the winter. Wow. Those three places are exactly on my wish. Yeah, let's meet. <laughs> of course. Yes. That would be so fun. Oh, mm. my gosh. Is there anything else that you that you feel to share in this in this conversation? Yeah, I want to share also that you know I have my doubts sometimes, and that you know I don't always know the answers, and sometimes I don't know if anything and everything that I'm doing is for the greater good, as I like to tell myself, or it is just all for myself. Um, and sometimes I really wonder, you know, can we, can we wake up like truly, you know, collectively, can I, can I even really sort of like break through, um, you know, and I'm coming to terms with that being okay, not knowing that answer, um, you know, cause for, for some time I was convincing myself of this, this other story, which is yes, like we're, we're going to make this happen. We're going to, we're going to evolve. We're going to grow. We're going to break through, you know, and now I'm more coming to this place where it's okay to just survive and be here. Like I'm a deserving per enough person to just be alive. You know, we don't have to change the whole world around us. The world actually planet earth is going to be fine. You know, we don't have to save, you know, the animals, the, the, the earth, anything. You know, we have to save ourselves. And that's really what I'm trying to do just on, my, on a collective level, on a collective level, but I, really I'm, what I'm trying to do on, a, on an individual level, you know, which is not drive myself crazy trying to you know, create change in this world. It's, it's, it's okay to just wake up and eat a good breakfast and you know, maybe go to do some work and maybe um, you know, play in the park and then go to sleep and have that be your day. Like, that's all right. Um, so I'm really starting to accept that more and accept that I don't, I don't have the answers. I don't have um, all the convincing uh, data <laughs> about what's going to happen next. I don't know, you know, and I'm okay with that uh, much more than I used to be. Um, so yeah, you're deserving. I'm deserving. We're all deserving of just actually being alive and having that be it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I've been feeling the same thing recently. I, I do feel in the, the kind of spiritual communities, it's like 
I don't know, because when we do get to that kind of visionary level, we just see, you know, see it all and see all of the improvements that everyone could be making. And, you know, you get really riled up about it, but then it kind of settles. And especially when you're in an environment that isn't that, you know, spiritual community vibe, um, you just really come to see, you know, the beauty in, in all of the processes that everyone's in and, yeah, coming back to what we were talking about in the relationship, it's like everyone's just on different timelines. We might have one way of seeing the world, but that doesn't mean everyone is going to see the world in that way. And like mm. you said, yeah, the earth, she does not need saving. She's going to recalibrate herself. You know, there's probably going to be periods of destruction and rebalancing, but it's, yeah, we really know nothing. All we can do is is really try and... Um, not even try and just be our most authentic self. Yeah. Every day. Yeah, that's that's enough. You know, and I'll just give this example for the, the the Mother Earth reference. At the Museum of Natural History in New York, there's a timeline, a 24-hour clock of the entire history of planet Earth. And on that timeline is humanity. And on a 24-hour clock, we're literally one second of the whole history. So 4.5 billion years, humans have been around about 50, 40, 50,000, you know, give or take, depending on how you ask, you know, in that just one second, you know, what does your life consist of? And what, you know, what sort of um, impact could you possibly hope to make in that time? I mean, it's, it's, it's almost nothing, you know, which makes me actually breathe easier to know that we're actually just probably going to be a layer of crustaceans at some point, you know, and people will be digging down and be like, wow, look at what we found human, human remains or some, some species, you know, and that actually helps me sleep better knowing that, you know, I don't have to change anything or I definitely don't have to change everyone, uh, anyone. Um, I just really want to change myself and the way I see the world and, you know, the way I feel and, and have that be enough. And it's not that I'm jaded or I've lost faith. I've got the utmost optimism and sense of love and uh, gratitude every day. But I think that's actually just, just enough. Um, and there's just been these real world examples that have helped me realize that after living in spiritual community. And again, one is not better than the other. One is not more right than the other. Um, they're all intertwined. They're all the same thing. And I think that's another big shift that I've, I've, I've realized I went to this love parade the other day and this woman got up in a Trump costume and started, you know, making Trump jokes and doing all this stuff. I don't resonate with that. You know, I really, I really see everyone is included in this story and that includes bankers, lawyers, doctors, uh, yoga teachers, presidents, everybody is included. I don't, I don't want to see, you know, us continue to go back into this us versus them mentality, even though I know it exists. Um, so acceptance, compassion, I mean, that's, that's the truth of, of who we've always been, you know, and it doesn't matter if someone's up there, you know, flapping their mouth all the time for attention, they're still a human being at the end of the day. They're still a living being on this planet. And we're never going to be able to agree, you know, collectively on a series of cultural or societally re related ideas. It's never going to happen. Um, but we can do what we can within ourselves. So that's just another thing that I've realized coming to New York is, you know, I don't want it to be this 
us versus them mentality anymore. I really want to be more inclusive with all of our, our conversations. Oh, so beautifully articulated. I really do agree. You inspire me, Chloe. Thank you so much. You're just really radiating out there. I see you. I acknowledge you and everyone that uh, you, you've reached and, and touched in your life. Um, it's been so incredible just to walk this walk with you these last several years and continue to share and create together. So thank you. Mm, thank you. Yeah, you, you're just totally one of my closest friends. I really have so much love for you and I'm so grateful that, for all that we've shared already. And for all that we will share, you're amazing. And I'm so happy Thank to- you, Chloe. Yeah, love you so much. I love you. I was going <laughs> to feel like we don't see enough of you, you know. You kind of, you, you're just kind of the man behind this beautiful brand. But, you know, I, I just really wanted to hear from you because you're so wise and insightful and just really live everything that you're creating. And I just wanted to share some more of your your goodness, your truth, beauty, and goodness. Thank you for seeing me, Chloe. I just got an Instagram account, so Ooh, maybe yeah. we'll see. So share, yeah, if you want to share any ways that people can connect to you and also um, CB Now. Well, yeah, of course, follow CB Now. It's just at uh, CB Now, S-E-E-B-E-N-O-W. And then my Instagram is Eric J eight eight eight. You know, the triple eights, it's infinite. Um, you know, but really the thing I would just love anybody to do is just get out there and, and try something new. You know, it doesn't have to be CV now. Um, but when it comes to, you know, self-love practice or, you know, conscious, consciously relating lifestyle practices, um, just give it a try. I really think that's a, a courageous thing to do. Um, so I support anybody finding their own way of doing that. But if they do want to join a community and, and be supported, you see me now is definitely doing that for thousands and thousands of people. We just reached 6,000 users. Um, we're going, growing super organically right now. We have very little that we put into marketing and promotion yet. We're getting close to 50 new users a day. So lots of people have been downloading it. Um, and I think very happy. I mean, our ratings in the app store are very high. Our crash rate is very low. Um, things are going well. And like I said, we are retooling into a new app and it's going to be awesome. It's probably going to launch in September. Um, and we're launching Hitomi an app soon. Um, so exciting. And keep it, keep an eye out for that. So if you like Chloe and you like Hitomi and you love these beautiful empowered women that are sharing the practice, she's going to be teaching yoga and meditation on there. She just did her yoga teacher training in Bali she is incredible, incredibly articulate uh, meditation teacher, and her yoga teachings are world class. I mean, she's trained with some amazing teachers in Bali, uh, which I should suggest you get in touch with her and have her on here next, because yeah. um, she speaks m- much more eloquently than I do. So, can you let her know when you get home? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And we'll do it out. Aw, Chloe. (laughs) Um, I was also going to say, so I still have a discount code for TV now, don't I? Yeah, Chloe's discount is Chloe in all caps. Okay, cool. And how much do they get off? 
for that code. 33% off. And I should mention the code is good for one use. So if you use it for the yearly, that's obviously worth much more than it is off the monthly. Um, so we encourage people to do the year. It's an investment of around $50, but you really get the practices you need. And we'd like to say, you know, it's going to, it's not going to change your life in, in, in one month. You know, it, it's going to take time. This is a lifelong process and we're constantly evolving and changing. So like I said, I've been practicing 10 years. Um, commit this to yourself. I really think $50 in the grand scheme of things is a huge investment in yourself. And if you do have a problem with money, just write to us and we'll hook you up. It's, it's not a matter of money. Um, it should never be a matter of money to invest in yourself. And we're certainly not making, you know, tons and tons off of each user. We invest a lot into the app. So we're doing it all for you guys. And, um, you know, whatever you need, just let us know. We got your back. Mm, amazing. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation with me today. I'm so excited to put it out there. Thank you. I'm so honored. Mm -hmm.